Coach's Corner. Uh, we got two people this time. We had to make up for one last week. A little bit of technical issue. But we've got Sean Shoemate and Will Lewis. We're going to be talking uh, what, what we consider fit between strongman, crossfit, and Olympic weightlifting. So the pros and cons and kind of what the what social media and what strength coaches really see happen uh, behind the scenes besides what's actually shown and what's looked as the best one. So guys, uh, somebody take it away. What's your, what's your preference and why? Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. At least with me, when I started getting into Olympic weightlifting, it was more. I realized how much you actually get beaten up, instead of taking all that time in between or you know in between lifts, and it's not so much. There's no more cardio, and all your cardio is, you know, having to do core. The idea of trying to like
Everything is shut down. Has taken strength and conditioning and tried to create a one size fits all, um, which is, as most coaches will know, there is no one size fits all in fitness. So I think CrossFit did a good job of breaking us out of the powerlifting, bodybuilding mindset, uh, where it, you were either strongman powerlifter or you were a bodybuilder and there was no in between. I think CrossFit did a good job of bringing that to the forefront and introducing people to Olympic weightlifting. So in that way, I get big thumbs up um, to CrossFit because I think theoretically, it's a great thing. Um, application has issues, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's really my take on the on the on the verses. I would say um, for me, um, I've never actually competed with. Um, any kind of CrossFit, any kind of powerlifting, strongman, anything like that, just from, but I've done um, like the training aspect of kind of all of them. Um, so for me, my favorite to do would be Olympic lifts. Um, I actually, um, like Santuan said, did like cleans and stuff going through high school, going through college uh, with my sports programs. But um, it wasn't until I um, actually started interning with San Antoine where I actually learned how to do them properly and learn how to do snatches and where I found myself being the most <laughs> explosive. Because, um, like, even going through high school, my senior year of high school, you know, that's when I first learned how to dunk. But, you know, it's like these little rim grazers. Um and then, you know, next thing you know, I start doing these cleans and snatches properly. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually get up there with two hands now. You know, it ain't just a little one-hand rim grazer no more. And <laughs> listen, I, mind you, I'm 6'5". So, I mean, I was barely getting up there with the one hand before. So, it was like everybody looking at me like I'm supposed to be tomahawking on everybody. But I'm like, man, I can't jump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just up because somebody posted on Facebook the other day. And I wish I, I still knew who did it. And I was just scrolling through. It was talking about how Olympic lifters have the highest verticals. And it was just, it was showing like like guys that are, you know, like in my class in, uh, you know, uh, 109 plus and stuff like that. So when you get 109 plus, you're talking about guys that are like 230 plus pounds that still have a higher vertical than somebody that may be, um, you know, like 200, 180, 190 pounds that don't do Olympic lifting at all. This is explosiveness with Olympic lifts is a big deal. So that, that's, that's funny that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I love the Olympic side of it too. It's also a challenge for me because like, obviously I'm still trying to get my technique down like perfect, but, um, it's just the snatch is actually probably my favorite overall lift. And then overhead squats would probably come in second. So they kind of go hand in hand. So I guess it's a good thing that I like both of them. <laughs> but if we're talking about uh, what I'm probably the best at, I probably would be better at powerlifting just because of the movements for me would be a lot simpler just because I've been benching and squatting and deadlifting my whole life. Um, and mind you, I'm not as strong now as I used to be, but that's because I've dropped weight. I've focused more on technique versus just trying to throw weight up in the air and uh, squat heavy weight and that kind of stuff. Um, so I had to kind of go backwards, and now I'm going back forwards. But, um, like, just talking in terms of being fit, there's so many different, like, definitions of, like, being fit in general. Like, um, you can be fit. And, like, let's take an offensive lineman in the NFL, for instance. They're in great shape. Like, yes, they're 300-something pounds, but they're in great shape. They can move a lot of weight. They can run a lot longer than just your average everyday person. Um, and some people might look at them and think they're out of shape just because of their size. Um, but when you're just talking the definition of being fit, I think that is such a broad term that everyone's definition is going to be just slightly different. Yeah, and I know with, like, even CrossFit, where they started doing the, the world, the person's, or the most fit person in the world, you know, I think it's for CrossFit. 
because yeah. then you have world strongman and then you have um you know olympic weightlifting competitions even on the highest level of the olympics or nationals or worlds i mean it's more i think it's i think it comes down to more of a subjective term yeah. depending yeah, on what you're talking about it comes down than, to what you're training yeah yeah because they've, they've done so many different studies on trying to figure out who was who was a better overall athlete as far as like powerlifting versus olympic weightlifting in it and honestly, every time they come down to a conclusion, it's really not really settled because they're like, who has a stronger squat, the Olympic weightlifter or the powerlifter? Obviously, a lot of people, you know, just thinking pound for pound, probably the powerlifter. But when you look at, when you start adding that explosiveness to it and you start talking about, well, this person has the speed coming, you know, with the with the bar speed uh, from an Olympic weightlifter, you look at it like, well, okay, maybe the Olympic weightlifter probably has the stronger legs. Um, and, and you never know because, and, and powerlifting is so different. There's so many different categories with powerlifting. You you have equipped it. You have, you know, knee wraps versus knee sleeves, you, you know, or nothing at all. You know, there's so many different things that come with powerlifting. And then when you come to Olympic weightlifting, there are knee wraps, but the knee wraps are completely different in Olympic weightlifting than they are in powerlifting. There is no spring out of that bounce out of the bottom, like there is with the powerlifting. There's there's no special suit. Yeah, you wear a singlet, but that singlet doesn't help you out that much. Honestly, that singlet is like you wearing underwear on the platform. And it keeps you true. Honestly, that's the whole point of it. It, it keeps you true. Like there's no help at all. Um, people that's like, the same oh, kind of thing as strongman. The moment they yeah. get out there, they're allowed certain things. And then it's it basically just assists them so their joints don't blow out. Exactly, like the elbow sleeves with strongman or, you know, some guys, you know, they only use chalk on their forearms or they may wear, like, sleeves on their forearms. But a lot of that's just, honestly, just more protection more than anything rather than assistance to help you out with the whole movement. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, yeah. It's, and honestly, like, in, when you really think about, like, the most, probably the, the people that... There's a small percentage of people that can compete at both. Um, like, there was... There's one girl that uh, she competes underneath jo uh, Juggernaut's label. She actually competed at the Arnold, where she did Olympic weightlifting competition day one, and then day two turned right back around and did a powerlifting competition and won first place in both of her classes. Well, We're talking about wow. doing a max bout. I think her name was like Megan something. I think her Instagram name is like Megan Megs can lift or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, I think but, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's pregnant now, but like literally, like she literally, I think she actually she had to be pregnant when she was on the platform, like probably in the first trimester somewhere. But literally going from the heaviest bout of a clean and jerk, going to the heaviest bout, you know, well obviously snatches first, heaviest bout of snatch, heaviest bout of clean and jerk, and then turn right back around the next day, get your body recuperated to do your heaviest bout of squat, back squat, heaviest bout of bench press, and heaviest bout of deadlift. That is the strongest athlete. And a lot of people don't think about that. This people that can do super total and not break down are the strongest athletes. Or well, not maybe not the strongest athletes, but they are the most functional athletes. Because yeah. they're able to move their whole body. That's why CrossFit gets a bad name. But honestly, when you really think about it, CrossFit is a cross between all terms of fitness. Mm -hmm. That means your body can move through all bouts of everything. Now there are crazy coaches out there that you know they'll go do the frond one day and then go do another competition the other day but that that type of stuff when you really think about it being the fittest on earth that means you are able to move through every single movement and not break down i think um, i really want to touch on what you said there um is i i in my definition the true meaning of fitness is the most amount of, um, I guess, stimulus or work your body can undergo before it breaks down. And so that's a measure of strength, that's a measure of power, that's a measure of aerobic fitness. But at the end of the day, what it really is, is injury prevention. Yeah. The, the race is won in all sports if you stay healthy. It's, it's why we have jobs. It's because if you can perform um, with minimal risk, or not minimal risk, sorry, minimal injury, you can stay training longer, making more advances, never going backwards, never having to 
fix something, if you can move through it with staying healthy and staying uh, injury free, that to me is a better significant sign of true fitness than and good coaching uh, than actual performance. If if you can if if an athlete can go all all season and have very little injury and then still perform top tier, that person is probably fitter, more fit than someone who uh, broke themselves when. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of add to that, um, I noticed that for me, when I was doing nothing but Olympic lifting, um, I would tend to break down a lot um, faster, especially in those, you know, big hypertrophy, um, you know, cycles. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, as far as competing, yeah, I mean, if you're going to compete in Olympic lifting, that's all you need to do is Olympic lifting. But for, you know, down the road you know you're not always, you're not always going to be competing and and it's more for me now it's just more about being able to stay injury uh free so that i can keep olympic lifting as well as do other things i enjoy doing and i'm not going to be held back just because i only olympic lift just you know i might not be able to i noticed like you know just little things that i couldn't do when I was doing nothing but Olympic lifting was, you know, like I like to rock climb. I like to play, you know, outdoor sports like beach volleyball. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really active, you know, and so as far, yeah, I love Olympic lifting. I love competing, but as far, you know, I love doing all those other things too, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's just like, it came down to it. Like, am I going to the Olympics? No, I'm not. Don't want to. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a cool dream. Um, you know, and I want to push myself as far as I can always go, but I also want to do other things and, you know, CrossFit, yeah, I mean, not full, you know, I'm not necessarily full on, you know, all the wads, but as far as that type of training, like, you know, the, the high intensity, yeah, I mix, mix, I mix that in to my primary, which is my primary is Olympic lifting. And then I just kind of, you know, fill little wads in between throughout the week to kind of keep my, my body uh, in tune. Right. And so I, I really prevent those injuries um, from coming. So even to like jump from us as coaches or weightlifters, however you want to label us, you know, if we took this into athletics and I always love asking other coaches and um, competitors the same, same question, what do you think is probably the most in shape? Uh, now, you know, if we encompass all aspects of training, what do you think is probably the most in shape athlete? like uh, over all the sports for me again that's rough because like let's say for instance you take a top tier football player can you send them on a basketball court and expect them to do what they do vice versa can you take a top tier basketball player and expect them to do what a football player does so you can take this high level olympic lifter but you can't ask him to go run a marathon and again vice versa so (laughs) for me um, it, it's, it's tough because of that aspect of it, but I would probably say like the combination of strength and like endurance, I mean, CrossFit does a really good job of trying to combine the two. Um, but for me, that's a little bit more endurance than strength. So I would have to probably just go with Olympic lifting if we if I had to pick one but again it's tough because I just think you take one and try and put them in another scenario then it, it, it's a little rough yeah. do you think um, even like strongman could uh even muscle their way through Olympic lifts instead of an Olympic weightlifter going through a strongman movement I think when it comes to that you're talking you're not asking too much of a strongman to do stuff like that because obviously yes they they will because the actual the actual press is kind of like a it's a deadlift to a clean to a press you know type deal um but the movements are a lot different and their training is a lot different the way they eat is a lot different that when you start adding in all those aspects like they do not have the cardiovascular to do a lot of stuff and when you start talking about like that's why powerlifting the strongman is an easy transition because you're talking about one strong bout 
I mean, Olympic weightlifting is too, but Olympic weightlifting kind of like uses your whole body. You can kind of skip some rounds with, with the powerlifting and uh, strongman because you can, you're just trying to just be as strong as you can in one little spot and, you know, move forward. Uh, but to kind of like go even deeper uh, with your question, just thinking like athletes in general, not even thinking about the style of training, yeah. the, the most conditioned, most training style sports probably out there, you would probably look at hockey and rugby. Cause then you have to add in strength. You have to add in endurance. You have to add in, balance you have to add, there's just so much one more for you what's that water polo didn't even think about that yeah so yeah. and that's what that's one of my top three is yeah, is those two you said and water polo I'll, I'll raise the bar with this cross-country skiers yeah you're talking cross-country skiers have the highest vo2 max out of any athlete out there pushing over 70 milliliters uh a minute um what do you mean what about the biathlon yeah exactly any any cross-country skiing event so like whether it be just pure cross-country um uh, or something like that um you're and on top of that you're talking about full body movement they're yeah. they're working the entire upper body using the poles they're using their lower bodies doing everything that you would as skiing running and you could it wouldn't be exactly transferable, but I would argue that you could take a decathlete or a um, um, cross-country skier, and they could easily transition into any other uh, sport, such as rock climbing, running marathons, um, any any body weight or um, aerobic fitness. But they're going to get slammed in the in the weights. So yeah. And the biggest thing, too, is because uh, I know a lot of times a lot of people get caught up in the number. And and it's it's, it's hard not to because everybody wants to be the best um, at whatever they're doing. And but a lot of times, honestly, being most explosive does not necessarily being, mean the most weight. You can take two different people at two different body weights have them lifting two different things and the person and the person with the smaller weight probably is more explosive than the one that's doing it with the most heaviest weight because mm-hmm. there's so many different facts like this is going beyond our conversation we're talking we're going into kin- uh, kinesiology at this point where you start measuring uh you know force versus <laughs> you know velocity and everything like that <laughs> that work that we don't want to do right now yeah like <laughs> the olympics like this is why and i'm so glad i'm honestly like i'm as I'm 275 pounds, 277, whatever. Because when you start going into like the 81 kilo class with Olympic weightlifting, that is the most competitive weightlifting class because you got guys in that class that will clean and jerk 315 pounds and make it look as easy as I clean 265. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. And not, I mean, and obviously, let's go to let's go to the country that does it the best. Let's go to China. Yeah. <laughs> like I go to this all the time because China is amazing when it comes to this stuff. They look like they don't move at all because they have a technique where their feet barely comes off the ground and it just goes out to the side and they pull it like nothing. And then they're those like, uh, all right, I'll sit down for two minutes. I'll do it again. I'm like, what? I'm going to do it one time. Well, I see the same thing as when you're talking about how explosive they are. Have you seen the one, the, the video of the um, Olympic weightlifter who does like a, five foot vert onto a, a stack of plates yeah and he's yeah. and he's only like five two or something yeah and he like he jumps over his height and he and it looks like he it almost looks like a mario jump really i think he jumped like almost seven foot yeah some it's something disgustingly crazy that's that's for me why i actually love olympic lift so much is because of the explosive aspect of it the total body aspect of it there's also a cardio aspect of it as well when you're uh training for it um because it takes a lot of explosiveness yes but you also have to be able to lift the weight like if you can pull um let's just say the 315 off the ground and get it here uh to your shoulders but you can't stand up with it like you can't front squat it then you're not strong enough to actually do the lift. So it takes strength along with the explosiveness to get it there. 
So for me, I, that's another reason why I do love Olympics is because of it's a total body movement. And mm-hmm. I think for functionality, in, in which is that's the thing I think I train the most with my clients, especially in general population, is uh, being able to function in everyday life. So that's why I think Olympic lifts is um, important for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, one thing we hadn't talked about is, you know, we've talked a lot about the strength, but also the discipline that comes with the Olympic lifts. And I think that's definitely what the greatest thing I've gotten out of weightlifting is the discipline involved. And, um, you know, there's a lot of mental there uh, that, you know, with CrossFit and Strongman, yeah, you can kind of you can kind of muscle your way through that stuff, get away with, uh, you know, like loose elbows or, or miss lifts. Um, but with, with Olympic lifting, it's, it's, it's super, it's, I mean, it's, it's the most tech, one of the most technical things on the planet. You know, it really is. It's one of the hardest sports, um, to really hit the, you know, on the technical, in a technical sense. So, um, and that, you know, those skill sets, and that's what I really drive you know, especially friends and clients and people coming through the gym. It's like, you know, those skill sets are what really carry over into your everyday life, you know, not just physical, physical, you know, things it's work and your family and, and things like that. Yeah. I think that's one thing you got to try and carry over to is that if you're, if you're able to devote that, that amount of attention to detail to one thing in your life, you should be able to do it with everything else. Yeah. Also, you know, think about more, more than just the lifting the weights part, there's, a, I mean, there's so much other stuff that you have to be dedicated to. Like I, I reposted a thing that I saw of Mike Tyson talking about training in his early years. You have to do the stuff that you hate and do it like you love it. So stretching, stretching is a big deal. Mobility work, the whole eating the right things. You know, every once in a while, everybody loves a good cheeseburger. I'm not saying don't eat a cheeseburger. I'm not, we're not getting into a nutrition talk, but like <laughs> we're obviously we're talking about the, the cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Like we're not doing fast food. We're like making our own food. You know, you're, you're doing all the little things, right? Because that's, what's going to help your body keep moving. You have to feel your body, right? You have to take care of it when it is kind of sore. You have, you know, stretching is a big deal. Like I, yeah, I kind of, I preach stretching a lot. Don't get me wrong. When it comes to clients, you know, make sure we start with foam roll, uh, you know, make sure you're doing your mobility work, make sure you're doing your corrective exercises. But then there's been times where like I finished my workout, I'm so done. I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out of the gym. But it hurts because in the long run, when you when you start getting on the track of doing your mobility and your stretching at the end or your corrective exercises, because maybe you have a bad knee, that's always a big one, a bad knee or a shoulder or lat flexibility is not all the way there. Like that stuff hurts because you constantly are trying to pack on uh, muscle in areas that you're not even flexible in and then you can't move and then you're trying to like get a new max and, you, and then you're like well why can't I go up and then your coach is looking at you well are you doing your mobility no well then why are we having this conversation they, like, that's the type of stuff that you need like you got to remember like all that stuff is all combined in with the training even with powerlifting powerlifting and strongman are so one-dimensional as far as how the lifts go but you still have to do mobility work they may be the stiffest athletes, but they still have to do mobility work because you're still going to have, maybe you need to go to a chiropractor. Maybe you need to go to a physical therapist because your joints have to be lubricated to move no matter what. And that's a, that's another piece that a lot of people don't think about too. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the injury thing, like I said before, is huge for me. And um, <clears throat> leading up to this talk, I actually went out and, um, read over a few review articles and um, with CrossFit 56.1% of athletes received had some type of injury. That's massive to me. And I know CrossFit has had a bit of a stereotype for shoulder and knee injuries. Um, but kind of that one specific article, article that I looked at, I mean, 252 people out of 449 people interviewed uh, had knee, lower back, and shoulder issues in CrossFit. Um, that's why I was pointing out earlier with Olympic weightlifting, it has the lowest injury rate. And I think it is because of 
more of the technical nature. It's not about grip and rip. And I think strongman, uh, CrossFit, and powerlifting all have that rip and rip mentality. And I think Olympic weightlifting is one of the few one of the few weightlifting sports that does kind of check the ego a little bit and because it is form focused. Um, but then I looked in the strongman and they had 5.5 injuries per 1000 training hours compared to Olympic weightlifting that had 3.3 injuries per thousand training hours. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's kind of, it, those studies actually kind of reinforced some of the stereotypes of going out there and just moving a lot of weight, forgetting the things like mobility, forgetting the things uh, like stretching, which is commonly done in things like powerlifting, strongman. Um, and then I think in just in sheer volume and lack of skill implemented in CrossFit during the execution of the actual Olympic weight lifts, cause for more injury because if Olympic weightlifting was the in, it would be issued, then Olympic weightlifters would be injured more and they're not. So I think CrossFit's a great thing. It's due to the lack of that technical skill that people get injured. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to coaching, coaching That's and, exactly and education. It comes down to coaching. It, I think whenever um, you look at injury rates and stuff like that, because there are, like, like you said, there there are a, a significant amount of injuries in in CrossFit, but I've seen some good CrossFit coaches that do focus on the technique side of things as well, and those coaches usually have less injuries. It's the uh, gyms that are just fo like you said, just focusing on okay, move the weight, move the weight, move the weight. Um, it's when you get into that aspect of it is where all the injuries are going to come from because Olympic weightlifting is so technical um, that if you don't perform it correctly, then yes, you're going to get injured. Um, but when it comes down to CrossFit, um, strongman, powerlifting, if you have the right coach, um, they're going to focus on the technique of it, of everything anyway, and make sure you're not hurting yourself. So I think that that all comes down to coaching, which um, given the sport, um, you're not always going to get, um, the best coaching, um, j just from an aspect of with the way CrossFit works. Um, you're going to get into situations where you're just trying to lift the weight and lift the weight and lift the weight and move as fast as you can. Um, so that's why for me, if you get the right coach, cause I know there's some here in Myrtle beach that are pretty solid. Um, if you get the right coach, then you, you'll be good to go. I think it comes down to as well. You know, I know we always talk about quality over quantity, but what if we started looking at it as time put in versus time to complete? Yeah. Like, you know, if instead of putting a timer on something like, you know, I know it's one of those things like CrossFit has become notorious for, like you have so much time to do this one thing, but I think it's more of a stereotype. And I know I used to be really harsh on it and now I've kind of leaned away from it. Um, you know, I think they're starting to get to that point as we'll say as a name that they're starting to push more time putting into what they do instead of, oh, we have an hour, we have to get through this many reps, this many reps, this many reps, and you have this much rest. Yeah. Beginning. I mean, Will can probably, uh, say more on this, but. I, I've noticed a lot. Um, I mean, honestly, you can just go on Instagram and just, you know, type in tag like wad or wads. But I've noticed a lot of times when you look at a lot of these lifts now that are getting presented, they're presented a lot differently now. You know, uh, obviously they're scaled to your strongest person in the gym for, you know, male versus female. But a lot of times now people are, are putting the time in their workouts where they have a segment of strength. Uh, they have a segment of technique work. They have a segment of cardio work. They have a segment of gymnastics because they're understanding like you can't just go out there and just do a wad from a game and call that a workout for the day. The people that are actually training for, you know, that actually make it to the big screen, do this style of training. The train, if you want to do these sports and like be great at them and, you know, make it to the highest level, you have to train 
like you're trying to get to the highest level. You have to take the time to get there because your body will break down. I mean, an NFL player, you know, that that started, you know, even if the person started all the way back in peewee, it builds all the way up to the point when they can get to the NFL. Uh, volleyball, basketball, whatever, uh, you know, that it takes the time to get there. So I think a lot of times now um, people are starting to see, you know, like um, Matt Frazier was a junior Olympian for USA when it came to Olympic weightlifting. He took the time to learn Olympic weightlifting. And then now he that's the reason why he is a three time, uh, you know, world champion for CrossFit. Uh, same thing with, you know, Rich Froning. Rich Froning was not um I don't know if he was ever an, uh, an actual Olympic weightlifter. I think he just kind of just grafts, you know, like there's there's athletes out there that are free teenagers. They grasp things and they pick it up and they and they just become great at it. Um, but then you got, I might mess this up. I think it's Tia Claire to me, but mm -hmm. she competed for Australia in Olympic weightlifting. And she, I mean, she won uh, Rio in her weight class. So like they, you know, the people that actually take the time that learn Olympic weightlifting, they take the time to learn the gymnastics portion of it. They take the time to learn or to do the cardio portion of it. They, you know, all when you have somebody that can teach that part of CrossFit and it makes a real, uh, it makes a real difference for people at the CrossFit gyms. And you can tell too by the clients because the clients aren't hurt. The statistic like Sean just read, you know, I know that was only like a small portion of certain people, but I'm sure there's injuries all across um, other sports. You know, Olympic weightlifting has the lowest injury rate but it's also because a lot of times when you have a gym that teaches Olympic weightlifting, it is broken down a certain way, like the way our gym is. When we had the um, the barbell club in there, the way I trained them, it's only a certain way. Is you know they get a certain thing each week, and it builds to something you know in the long term. Same thing with the powerlifting. Uh, they have a certain training program. It's built. It's not random. You know, randomization type stuff. Uh, same thing with our athletes. Same thing with our clients. We are we may do like a 12 week cycle where we're doing something that will build to something else. So when you constantly sit there and you take that time to actually build somebody up to get them to their max effort, that's what makes the difference out of everything. Or I agree with that. Yeah. I'll just kind of add to the, um, you know, your comment about the time, you know, and how these, how a lot of these workouts are changing. Um, I noticed that for me, as a coach, um, when I'm prescribing workouts, um, I don't necessarily like the, you know, some of those workouts that CrossFit has that are four time, you know, like Fran, for instance, you know, it's like basically just busting out as much as you can do in two minutes, three minutes. And that's not, that's not going to help, you know, your, your main clientele, you know, especially, um, for the general, pu general public. I mean, I like to give, you know, I, I've never really put four time, on anything it's usually amraps and emoms and that that when i'm doing you know like crossfit style workouts um and um you know most of the time we and crossfit's definitely you know you have what you're weightlifting and then like your metcon and so but for me when i'm prescribing the metcons it's always amraps or emoms because then you can slow it down you know you can increase the weight you can you know you can do all types of things with that whereas with it's just four times you know do this many reps or you have to do this many rounds you know then you start you start seeing people go faster they're trying to compete um you know it's just natural and then you know you get the you get the bad technique the the injuries the you know that kind of thing yep i agree with that too so i know like even 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 getting down to like what a couple of things i've got written i've, I've written down even now like if if i were to like narrow this down to like two things for each. Like if I were to paraphrase each, we'll say discipline, you know, I've got strong man, more of a strength endurance, CrossFit more of a power endurance, and then Olympic weightlifting as a strength power. I mean, uh, if, if we're to explain this to somebody that either doesn't do this or isn't that skilled, we'll say knowledgeable. Um, for me, I think that'd be the easiest way to, to look at it. And Besides saying, hey, you know, go watch the World's Strongest Man competition, go watch the Arnold, even that's a little different. I mean, go watch, you know, CrossFit Games, go watch the, you know, weightlifting, you know, world competition, you know, to get them an idea. Because there's so many people that don't even understand the difference between strength, at least the terms, strength, power, and endurance, besides anything else. And I think that's a lot of it is just information and knowledge. 
that when people say, I want to transition. And that was another question I had, you know, what do you think would be the easier? I'm not, cause it's not easy, but what do you think would be the easier transition? Like strongman to CrossFit, CrossFit to strongman, Olympic weightlifting to CrossFit and so on. So out of the three. I would definitely say um, Olympic weightlifting to um, CrossFit usually. No, I mean, just because you, you already have the technicals kind of, you know, beaten down and, and then you can kind of go faster, you know, and then work on that cardio. And for a lot of people, cardio is easier. And for me, it's never been easier. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm the, I'm the muscle guy, not the, the cardio guy. So for me, <laughs> the, the cardio, the cardio is what I need, you know? And so, you know, and everybody, but, a bigger population obviously struggles with the, the, the strength and the technicals. So how do you engage them? Like as a coach, cause I mean, I've never worked with you, but you know, how, how do you engage them on that discipline side? Um, as far as what the Olympic weightlifting goes. Yeah. Kind of just in general with all the details, and everything that you need to pay attention to when it comes to technique. Um, engage them. Um, one, I, I just, well, the main thing is, is, you know, you lead by example, you know, definitely. Um, so I, I try to definitely, you know, I'm very aware people are watching me when I do, do lifts, um, especially when I go heavy. Um, and, and so I really want to, you know, be at my, be, be very, very mindful of what I'm doing. Um, and then when they're, when I'm coaching it, um, you know, I, I definitely, the mistake I made going into it was I felt like you, you always had to have more weight. And so I get people to definitely humble themselves before they, uh, you know, I'll let them do it first a, couple, a few times, you know, maybe just to let, let them, uh, you know, fail a few times and then just see where their weaknesses are. And then just be very, you know, uh, what's the word um, patient. I, I'm just, just kind of thinking about what my coaches did for me. They were just really patient. Um, they didn't really try to push anything on me. Um, very understanding that kind of thing. There's a lot of ego involved in this too. You know, you don't really realize that. Um, I mean, e even especially when it comes down to like the, the time that we train in and how everything's almost at a touch of a button. So you have to, like, you have to put that time in. There's no buying your way out of it. There's no walking your way around it. It's, you have to kind of tread through the mud and do it. Yeah, you just got to put those reps in. I mean, that's there's no way around the reps. I mean, yeah, the worst is definitely when you're you've done snatches and cleans, and then you got to do you know four sets of ten of back squat. You know, that's like <laughs> five sets of ten. It's just murderous. So, uh, same question to you, Sean. Uh, so the I think like uh, San Juan already pointed out. There's there's several. Olympic weightlifters who've made that transition over to like CrossFit, and um, and I know there's several gymnasts who's made their ways over to CrossFit. I think um, I think powerlifting can make transition to strongman, strongman to powerlifting, uh, Olympic weightlifting to CrossFit, or even vice versa, probably. Um, but I would I would be the the transition from CrossFit to something like Strongman, I, I, I could see it happening. It's not outside the realm. I don't see it happening and vice versa. I don't see someone going from um, their whole focus in the world is moving, carrying, and throwing the most weight possible to let me go see how many rounds or how many reps I can do after I go run two miles. Yeah. Let's <laughs> No. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see too many strongmen ever making that transition. But yeah. I guess within the realm of possibility, I do see a crossfitter make make that transition. Yeah, because I mean, even even with someone like Eddie Hall who cut all that weight after he quit competing, I mean, I I think you still play it in your mind like, eh, what are you doing now? You know, what do you want to try and do? I mean, it gets really how, very, how very well can you run on two miles? Six or what? Six eight? How how tall is Eddie? Oh, he's no, he's not six Four. eight. I thought he was like six three, six two. I gotta look this up. 
Yeah. Now, it, uh, honestly, when it comes to like when you when you branch over to the strong man, six three, there's no going all the way back down. Like it's is it is honestly it's only powerlifting or strongman from there on out because you have to completely transform your body to get to that point. And it's it's very I mean like he's six three. I just saw it. Um, but he's also three hundred and sixty two pounds. Uh, he's gotta be less than that now. Uh, well, I don't know. Who knows? It's I know <laughs> you got the same Google search I did. <laughs> but, I mean, like, but honestly, like, yeah, he, he used to, you know, like, there's so many things with the sports now um, that I commend to a lot of sports because a lot of sports now it's not always about being the biggest anymore. People want to be the leanest they can be. Now, there's different ways that you can be lean because I know some people use drugs, and I'm not saying anything on that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but, but like the fact that you're 362 pounds and you have abs, I'm just saying, like it, it's a little. like a crossfitter, like a you like a three X crossfitter, like that's what you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna be more work for them just to get their weight down than it yeah. would be just for them to keep doing strongman until they're they're yeah until like, well, their heart gives out. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, my apartment is probably gonna be a, you know might have a heart attack, but I mean like any, like what. Um, like I, uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, there's another guy, Nick, Nick something. Uh, but Nick, he, he almost like they, they did that strongman competition that was aired on TV, and he was holding like the tombstone and like they doing like the heavy tombstone uh, carry, and he had to put it down and he was like touching his chest like this because he couldn't get any oxygen. Nick Best. Uh, yes, yeah, Nick Best. Yeah, and when you when you get to that point where you're just walking and carrying something heavy, that's this thing of you like. Carrying groceries because you know all of us like to carry all of our groceries in the car. Make one trip, no matter how, if we're living, <laughs> living in a house, living on the, the third floor of the apartment, we're gonna do it all in one trip. But like that's like doing the heaviest farmers carry that you can do, and you can't breathe. Like that is serious. Like people don't think about like your heart is a muscle too. So like when you like when you start getting bigger, your heart gets bigger and it's got to pump even more. That, there's no there's no running no marathon. There's no walking no marathon either because you ain't gonna make it halfway through. <laughs> just give up I mean, you it. can imagine them, them just shopping for groceries is their cardio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the idea the idea for them to go to CrossFit from where, what they're doing now is, is terrifying. You know. You imagine they they end up getting the dairy and just go, okay, someone's gonna wheel me out of here. And I know I talked to y'all a lot about um, one of the strength coaches that I know. Um, I'm not going to name him, but um, big, big dude. I mean, like silverback gorilla is what we call him. But everything that he do is very slow. It's all about not burning so many calories. He is a lean guy, too. He's he's just like an Eddie Hall. Big, strong guy. He does strong man. He does powerlifting. But he also does Olympic weightlifting, too. And I'm so surprised at it. Now, is his technique completely all the way there? No, because he doesn't have the flexibility because of the joints and everything like that. But he can still power clean 315 and stand it up tall like that that's how strong he is like he's he's just a big dude but if you just sitting like we used to be like at uh like they used to do those hammer strength clinics and they hosted one one time and he was sitting there he had his like water cup and then he had his gum and he went and unraveled his gum this is how slow he was moving everything's about burning calories like you're not going to burn that many calories like you move as slow as possible <laughs> But like it's 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 different, man. I, like I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could live a life like that, honestly. I mean, even if you're talking about like someone like Nick Best or something, just walking. You know, yeah. what do you see yourself as? Like, a, I guess more of a quality of life in a sense. I mean, and that you can use that term very loosely with someone like you know Hafdor Bjornsson. You know, how much can the body really handle? And it's not just strong, man. But I think that's one of those things. I think when you go to the extremes, like when you go into the ultra marathons, like the Ironman, and then you go all the way to strongman, like what he's doing, you know, how much can the body really handle? Cause you have some of the fittest people on earth that will just drop dead of heart attack at like 40 or 50 when there's absolutely nothing. It seems like there's absolutely nothing wrong with them, but just something clicks and that's it. Yeah. I say, I mean, like I tell people all the time, people always ask me to like, what do you think is the best training style for me? And I tell everybody, super total. 
because honestly, you're going to get the best of everything. You, um, especially if you're coming to, if you're coming to the gym, you're already in, you know, 30 plus whatever, and you're just trying to get in shape. You never really done a sport. Maybe you did a sport in high school and all that stuff. Like don't try to focus on like all of a sudden you want to do Olympic weightlifting. You want to do powerlifting. I start people with both doing a great super total because I don't, and a lot of people don't really use that term super total, but honestly, that's what it is. When we do athletic style training programs, when we add the Olympic weightlifting, when we add powerlifting, when we add auxiliary movements that are like single joint, uh, you know, or multi-joint movements, you know, with lunges and back extensions and all that, that is super total training. Honestly, that is the best training for anybody that's straight coming off the blocks. Uh, and then maybe they can decide like, well, I like Olympic lifting. I want to venture off into that. Sure, we can do that. But like the, you know, just to start people off, super total is the way to go. I, I, I agree 100% on that. Like, as far as someone just starting off, I think super total is definitely the way to go. Um, even for athletes, I think doing a super total, like just building strength, but building that explosiveness, super total is definitely the way to go. Um, and that's why, that's, you know, how I train. Um, but I think for me, the most important aspect of like someone starting out as well is, making sure you find something that you love with, like we've obviously talked about so many different styles of training here. Um, and like I said before, there's so many different definitions of fit. Like you gotta, let's say a bodybuilder on one hand, they train a completely different way than any of the styles of training that we've just talked about. And, but if you look at them, they're all fit. They're all in shape. They're just in shape in different ways. Um, so it, the most important aspect for me would be just making sure you find something that you love to do and something that you can stick to. Because if you start trying to get an Olympic weightlifting and you don't love it, then you're not going to stick to it. So try, trying to do that isn't actually going to benefit you. So find something that you love, stick to it, and just run with it. So I saw this on Instagram, and I think this would be a good question for all three of us. And I'll tell you what I put. Um, had someone post, uh, if you could only – perform three exercises over the next three months, what would they be? So, I mean, for me personally, I put cleans, pull-ups, and landmine presses only because you've got some kind of full body, a back, and then a push. I mean, to me, it's what made sense. Um, so we'll just go around whoever wants to answer first. And now it's, you know, you, you can be as detailed as you want or as basic as you want. That's tough. So, so you have over the next three months, you can only perform three exercises. Yeah. And now, obviously, you know, that's on however you want to program it every single, you want to do three days a week, two days a week, five days a week, doesn't matter. But we'll take a minute or so. It'll be a little bit of a blank quietness. I'll try and fill it. But we'll let everyone think three exercises. You have three choices over the next three months. What would you do? Um, first one can think of it. Go ahead, and I'll explain mine and why. So I got cleans, pull-ups, and landmine press. Cleans is more of a full body, lower body explosion. At least that's how I'm focusing on it. Pull-ups, you've got a big back, big back movement, a little bit more stability. You can do a lot within the movement. And then landmine press, except I did more of a kneeling landmine press that way we have a little bit more core and you can pull a little bit more rotational into i would say cleans just so you can get that squat in there too with the deadlift so it kind of combines them all um pull-ups and then um definitely what do you call them um shit uh turkish get-ups heavy kettlebells yeah. yeah, you got to throw those kettlebells in there and do anything you want with them. Now, are you talking like a straight up, like bottoms up or just um, a resting? Just a resting from the, from the floor. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, um, I would say, I would say cleans as well too. You know, a full clean, not just power cleans. Say a full clean. Um, like with a jerk ball. or just a clean? Oh, with the jerk too. Mm -hmm. I have to add the jerk yeah. in there with it. With the jerk, <laughs> yeah. You got to add the whole thing. So yeah, cleaning. Jerk. <laughs> I mean, I get, you can even change that to it could be a split jerk or a power jerk. Yeah, either jerk, whatever one you like the best. Mm -hmm. uh, so we go clean and jerk. For back, I would say um, 
back extensions. And the only reason why I'm thinking that is because I'm thinking of like, okay, so everyday people, usually the lower back is more their their problem and, you know, their posture. You know, obviously we're all young, so we, we can, we all like to say pull-ups because we're talking about upper back. But then when you start thinking about the lower back, we kind of miss out on that a little bit. So I would say back extensions on that one. And then um, uh, I would say RDLs or posterior chain. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's funny you say RDLs because RDLs is on my list as well. Um, I'm going snatches because, like I said, that's my overall favorite lift. Um, the hardest lift of them all. <laughs> it is. It is. I know it is. And, you know, I'm not super great at it yet, but it's just fun for me because yeah. it's, 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 it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just something <laughs> about holding weight over my head and being able to stand up with it. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's fun. So it's an odd, gratifying moment. It, it really is. It is. But then you also getting that total body aspect of it. Um, you're getting the explosion out of it. You're getting the, the knee bending and the squat of it. Um, so you make it sound like an old timey movement where my <laughs> knee bending. <laughs> it is true though, because honestly, when you're maxing out, hey, like when you're maxing out on snatch, and I know I do the same face every time because it's always a surprise when I get it. When I get underneath it, I'm like <gasps> <laughs> and then you stand up with it because it gives you like oh crap i got that now all uh-huh. i gotta do is stand up <laughs> uh-huh so i definitely snatch is number one for me um rdls would be number two just to hit that posterior chain um and then i would have to go i'm, I'm gonna be basic here and i'm gonna go tricep extensions because i gotta have them big arms to go with everything else that's going on <laughs> <laughs> Can't leave out the arms. Can't leave All out right. the arms. So, I uh, I will agree with with everybody else. Um, the clean and jerk is no doubt it's got to be in there. Um, you're talking. You you get your squat. You get your deadlift. You get your RDL. You get uh, tons of uh, back and shoulder work in there. Um, so. Clean and jerk, hands down. Uh, probably, definitely, probably my favorite exercise. Definitely, probably, definitely, probably my favorite. Exercise. Um, and then I'm gonna go chin ups instead of pull ups. I'm gonna go chin ups. Uh, the reason for that is um, you got to get the biceps in there. Bicep, gotta hit the biceps. <laughs> so I mean, lats are important, delts are important. It it, it it works the chest a little bit. It hits the core. I mean, you're still getting that full body aspect. You're still getting uh, hypertrophy. You're getting muscle endurance. And, um, yeah, the sacrifice to Terry's major, Terry's minor for a little more bicep action. And then push up. Sean's <laughs> <laughs> always been that way. I remember when Sean was my intern, like, I like, dude, like, we're not in the <laughs> Like relax. <laughs> you guys gotta forgive me. I just finished my first uh, first quarter of grad school, so I literally was up until midnight Friday night taking final exam. So pretty much my brain is all fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think one half half of one of my finals was a six page paper. So there's that. Ugh. But uh, so then my last my last exercise be push ups. Because, again, it's a full-body exercise. I'm only going to get to do three. They're going to be three full-body exercises. Um, again, chest and triceps, uh, super important. But I think people highly uh, underrate and typically lack the back activation to do a solid good push-up. Uh, good push-ups activate a lot of lats, a lot of core, and uh, a lot of quads. So, if I'm gonna, if I'm only gonna do three, I'm gonna do three full body ones. Okay. All right. So I will. Uh, we will wrap it up with that. I think that was a good question to end on. So, yeah. gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Um, that was our take. We'll say a. I know it was about an hour, but our quick synopsis. Um, mm-hmm. We could probably talk about this for hours. Uh, on top of all the little branches of things that we talked about. Um, so. Sunday nights, seven o'clock. Um, gentlemen, if you can come back on for another episode, we'd love it. 
because I know there's plenty of experience, you know, between both of you on top of everybody else that we talk to that the three of us, four of us that we have on here on a weekly basis. So, um, for anyone watching, got any questions, just ask. I know old bond was out there liking the stream, but somebody didn't ask any questions. So, um, old bond, uh, we we're coming for you next. So would be a great one to have. Yes. Oh my God. The, uh, all the, all the spice. <laughs> so, um, but, <laughs> but that'll do it for us. Um, until next week, coach corner. Thank you guys again. We really appreciate it. Cool. Thanks.